You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor and 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Singh. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We're recording at a close to 5 o'clock on the 17th of September. And yeah, I know, we're a little late at getting this podcast out to you. And maybe that drives you nuts. But I wanted to do a really good show today. And there's a lot to talk about. And we want to get it done in about 25 minutes. Because we understand you have a life. You have other things you need to do besides listen to this podcast. The good thing is, is it's on demand. So if you have to pause or pick up when you left off... You can go take care of the business. You can go take care of the family stuff. And we'll be right here ready to talk Oklahoma City Thunder basketball with you all day, every day, on demand via the Locked On Podcast Network. So what's coming up in today's show? How far does Jalen Rose think the Oklahoma City Thunder will go in the playoffs this year? Well, we'll let Jalen tell you. We'll also let Jalen talk a little bit about how he thinks Russell Westbrook's injury could possibly affect the Oklahoma City Thunder seeding in the playoffs, even if Russ just misses a few games. Why does Jalen think that it could ultimately make the Thunder suffer in their playoff seedings? Uh, we will also talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves in segment number two and why we won't have to worry about them for much longer. And everybody's concentrating on Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and what the future of Jimmy Butler is, but there's a much bigger story concerning the Minnesota Timberwolves that needs to be addressed, and if that is not addressed sooner rather than later, their absolute toast is an organization, then finally we'll wrap up by telling you when you can catch Dwayne Wade's last game in Oklahoma City and why it would be worth getting tickets now, and I'll even tell you how you can get tickets now in a very affordable way. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have covered the Thunder for five years now. And if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. Check out all the archived podcasts. Check out all the video and audio we have from players and coaches. And later this week, I would think Thursday afternoon, we'll have Sam Presti up for you. We'll have video or audio from Sam Presti as he is set to meet the media coming up this Thursday at 11 o'clock. So we're looking forward to that here at Locked on Thunder. News came out last week that Russell Westbrook would have arthroscopic surgery on his right knee and that Russ would possibly miss a few games with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Thunder were going to be in no rush to bring him back, which is all fine and well with me because let Russ get healthy, let him do his thing, and then the Thunder are going to be better. No matter what the consequences are, even if the Thunder get themselves into a hole with Russ, with Paul George, this team will be talented enough to dig themselves out of any hole that they get into for the first few weeks of the season. Plus, what's the regular season really matter when it comes to seedings as long as you're able to make a run in the playoffs? And that's pretty much what we've talked about in these last couple of podcasts. So what about Jalen Rose? Basketball analyst for ESPN, all-around great broadcaster. Here's what Jalen had to say about Russ being out and what he ultimately thinks it does to Oklahoma City. Overall, if he misses regular season games, it takes me from feeling like they're a top three or four team in the West 
to now six or seven. What if he misses like 10 games? Right off top. That's why I went there because the West is so stacked. It's mm. so tough. Three through eight last year was divided by a game and a half. Portland ended up winning the hot spot. Yep. So if he misses regular season games, it's going to overall affect their playoff seating, no question. But the depth that they've added, the youth, the athleticism, bringing back Paul George, Steven Adams is going to have another year. Russell Westbrook led the league in touches, back-to-back triple-doubles, has a chance to do it three straight years. Robertson healthy. No question about it. I, I truly believe that Oklahoma City has what it takes to clearly advance in the playoffs and kind of shatter a glass ceiling that we have reserved only for the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets in the West. I mean, the good news is this isn't a serious injury. You know what I mean? This, this isn't a torn ligaments and things. This seems to be like a little a little procedure, a little tune-up. Now, he, this isn't the first time he's gone under the knife. Let's take a look at his sort of history with this exact same knee. Right knee, right knee, right knee. If you can see, in 2013, that one calendar year, he had three different procedures. But he certainly bounced back from those. You know, that was a while ago, but no one looks at Russell Westbrook and say, oh, yeah, he's not the same since those surgeries because he is. So he's no stranger to this. And these procedures aren't like they used to be back in the day. Like, you know, the, med the medicine has advanced and people come back strong and healthy. Do you think that he will be, you know, all Christmas, he'll be midseason form ready to go? The most athletic point guard I've seen, and he cl clearly relies on his explosiveness, mm -hmm. his ability to change ends of the floor with the best of them. So he clearly is going to be compromised early in the preseason. Hopefully for them, they get him back early as possible because, as I initiated, I anticipate them advancing in the playoffs and having a really good year. I do too. One thing I would have liked to have heard from Dan Jacoby is to pick at Jalen a little bit more and find out what is a really good season for Oklahoma City. What did Jalen Rose mean about crashing a glass ceiling only reserved for Golden State and only reserved for Houston. Does that mean that Oklahoma City is going to the Western Conference Finals? Does that mean they're going to the NBA Finals? Does he feel Oklahoma City is that good? Where right now, even if they are the 6th or 7th seed based on Russ missing a few games in the West being that airtight, does that mean that all of a sudden that the Thunder are one of the power teams in this conference, and it's it's not just Golden State and Houston, that I would have liked to have heard more of. I, I really would have. I, I thought, honestly, just them talking was really scratching the surface of what the Thunder could be, and, and it felt like there was a little bit more meat there. Dan Jacoby also talking about the medicine and coming back fine. Remember that Russ is having cartilage taking out of, taken out of his knee. So I don't see Russ not I don't see Russ this year necessarily not being good or not being explosive. It's those years down the road, one, two years down the road where all this will start taking its toll. And I feel like everybody's just glossing over that. And, and even when you read an article from Eric Horn where he has an arthroscopic an orthoscopic surgeon tell you, hey, you're taking cartilage out of this guy's knee and, and eventually there's going to come a time where it all catches up with him. Everybody just seems to be putting that in their rear view mirror, but I'm going to be on the lookout for that. And um, it does concern me, it does concern me an awful lot about Russ. We mentioned that Sam Presti is going to have a uh, press conference coming up on Thursday, and this is not going to be a short press conference because this is the first time that the media have had an opportunity to talk to Sam Presti since Russell Westbrook's 
injury or since Russell Westbrook's surgery and since the signing of Jeremy Grant, since the draft, well, it's actually the first time since the draft we've had a chance to talk to him. So in that time, Paul George has signed, Jeremy Grant has signed, the Thunder have made some other moves, and now you get the opportunity to talk to Sam Presti and ask him all these questions. So you're going to have all these media members, myself included, who have all these questions stored up for him and now we finally get the opportunity to ask and we will have that for you in its entirety on LockedOnThunder.com. Every single question at LockedOnThunder.com. I don't know if it's going to be video or audio yet. My guess is just that it would be audio because it's just a little bit easier to get considering the fact that they're having it at the uh, at the workout facility but I just I keep thinking about the things that I want to ask Sam Presti and how do I narrow that down to maybe two or three questions so I can just get it all in. And my, the first thing I want to know, and this is not an original question, so I expect somebody to kind of ask that for me, is in that recruiting process with Paul George, Paul George never made any so he never went on those recruiting visits. So I want to know what Sam Presti sold him during the time that he was here to make it to where Paul George said, you know what, I'm not even going to visit L.A. I'm not going to visit Golden State or Boston or any place else. I'm good here in Oklahoma City. I'm just going to say this is also the first time that you're getting an opportunity to talk to Sam Presti since the Carmelo Anthony trade went down. And what ultimately were the deciding factors in Carmelo Anthony saying it would be better for me to just go ahead and waive my no trade clause and how the I want to know how the deal from Atlanta got worked out, why they thought it was a good idea to just go ahead and take Carmelo Anthony and use that dead money and give you Dennis Schroeder. What does he de- see Dennis Schroeder's role as? I mean, they're all there, but I just got a feeling that everybody else is thinking about answering asking these questions as well. But uh, knowing Sam, he'll give us some long, drawn-out answers. We won't get in everything that we want to get in, but it'll be a long press conference, and you'll have a chance to hear it in its entirety on Locked on Thunder because uh, we'll have that for you on demand once it all wraps up. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why we won't have to worry about the Minnesota Timberwolves being a threat too much longer in the West. Don't forget, Locked On Sooners is out now as well, and uh, you can get that on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google, on Alexa. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network as well as Locked On Thunder, and you can get all the episodes of every Locked On Thunder podcast at Locked On Sports and all those places that I just mentioned. Locked On Podcast Network, or the Locked On Podcast Network, is the number one local podcast network in all of sports, all of America, it's local experts talking about the biggest stories. And we'll take tomorrow off on Locked on Thunder. We'll be back at it on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And Locked on Sooners will have a brand new episode tomorrow as well. Jimmy Butler is set to meet with Minnesota Timberwolves president and, uh, well, basketball operations head coach guy. All things Minnesota Timberwolves. 
Tom Thibodeau, and GM Scott Layden. That's supposed to go down today. These guys are supposed to talk today about the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves. There are some concerns that Jimmy Butler doesn't really get along with Carl Anthony Towns, and Butler wants to know what the future of the team is. And there's a possibility that Jimmy Butler could come available either now or sometime before the trade deadline because he doesn't jive with what Minnesota's doing. The bigger problem in this story with The Athletic and what was being reported today on ESPN is that the Timberwolves' ownership is not real thrilled with the idea of giving as much control to the team as they have to Tom Thibodeau. And this is something I always warned about when people were talking about Tom Thibodeau possibly coming to Oklahoma City. And the problem with Tibbs is that he wears on people. That was his issue in Chicago. He wasn't getting along with the front office. Eventually, they had to make a change, and they ended up going to Fred Hoiberg. That is Tibbs. He's good for a few years. He's really good with a young team. He was great for Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose when they were young in Chicago, but the older that those players got, and Jimmy Butler's figuring it out now, this guy's almost about to turn 30 years old, eventually you know what you're doing in basketball. You don't need somebody who is going to be a control freak. You don't need somebody who is going to be on you day in, day out. You can get it figured out. You know what's wrong with your game. It's up to you to have that self-motivation. And then if you don't have that self-motivation, it's up to that coach or that GM to either get rid of you or bench you or do something. But you're not going to tolerate somebody who is constantly in your face 24-7. And as an owner, as a GM... You want somebody who's going to help you with your vision of the team. And when you give a guy like Tibbs that much power, you give him the power to draft, you give him the power to sign free agents, you give him the power to recruit, he gets to a point where he doesn't feel like he needs to listen to you anymore because you've given him control of the team. And it becomes a battle of wills, and eventually you're forced into a situation where you've got to fire that coach. It's why I like the way the Oklahoma City Thunder is run. And even if you don't like all of Sam Presti's moves, there's something comforting, in my opinion, to have the GM as a focal point of the organization. He's going to pick the players. He's going to decide how you go about executing things, who plays, who doesn't play. And if I'm a coach, I'm good with all this because I just have to do what the GM says. And if things don't work out, the GM is probably going to be allowed one, maybe two coaches to screw up. But eventually, the ownership's going to get tired of that GM, and he's going to be gone too. And there's a good chance that GM and coach will find their way out the door together. I would say that Billy Donovan is not quite approaching that yet, but that's why a guy like Tibbs won't work here in Oklahoma City is because he wants to be the end-all, be-all And most organizations in the NBA just aren't working that way anymore. You have got to have a lot more pull than what a guy like like Tom Thibodeau has in order to get that kind of position. In fact, there's no way Tom Thibodeau would, would ever hold that much clout with me because he hasn't done enough in the NBA to deserve that much power in an organization. Phil Jackson wants to come out of retirement. Pat Riley decides he wants to coach. All right, you can have power. But for the most part, give me a strong GM 
and a coach that's willing to just execute his vision, and I'm all right with that kind of setup in the NBA. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Hey, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about D. Wade and his last appearance in Oklahoma City, and if you would like to go see D. Wade, there's a great way you can do it, Thunder fans, and, and I highly recommend this. It's Vivid Seats. That's right, Vivid Seats, because it's an online event ticket marketplace, and it's not just for sports. You want to go see Metallica in Tulsa coming up in January? They've got tickets. They've got tickets to Robert Plant. They've got tickets to Kevin Hart, and they've got tickets to artists that aren't all my artists as well. You know, your artists, people that, that you're listening to. And right now, Vivid Seats is offering a great promotional opportunity. If you listen to this podcast and you go to Vivid Seats or you download the app at the Google Play Store or at the Apple iTunes Store, you can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. So go get the app, enter the promo code Locked On, and then when you spend $200, which that's buying two Metallica tickets, you'll get $20 off that and all orders are confirmed and the seats are 100% guarantee. It is absolutely fantastic. I Check it out. I would use this, and if you're a Thunder fan, I have found seats for as low as $5 for that opening preseason game against the Detroit Pistons and some very affordable seats for the day after St. Patrick's Day when D. Wade is in town. So there you go. Vivid Seats. Download the app. Get it now. Vivid Seats for the events of your life. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, and coming up next, well, we'll talk about Dwayne Wade saying goodbye and saying goodbye in Oklahoma City. Locked on Sooners is out now as well, and you can find that on Google, on Alexa, on Stitcher, and on Spotify, because we are all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local podcast network in all of sports, all of the world, and we thank you very much for uh, listening to us today. And uh, you can get all the Locked On Podcasts at LockedOnSports.com. And the countdown is on. We've already told you about Sam Presti's press conference, which is coming up on Thursday. We'll have audio from that. Uh, We will also have audio on future shows of the press conferences for Media Day, as that's coming up on the 24th and then 25th, the camp gets started. And it's one of the most exciting years coming up in Oklahoma City Thunder basketball history. And one of the most exciting nights that we're going to have is the day after St. Patrick's Day when Dwayne Wade plays his last game in Oklahoma City. It's not quite the Kobe Bryant deal where Kobe was playing his second to the last game here in OKC. It's going to be a ways out, but if Dwayne Wade makes the trip, and I think you always have to throw that caveat in, but if Dwayne Wade makes the trip, here's how I would honor Dwayne Wade. Now, on one one hand, I am a little conflicted about this because... Why would you want to honor a guy that beat you in the finals the only time your organization has been to the finals? I mean, you've already got a ring off our backs. What more do you need? A rocking chair, a fishing pole? But I don't really think that's the Thunder style. But if you really want to pay homage to Dwayne Wade, and for that matter, any player who's going on this world tour retirement 
ceremony that ceremony thing that's going to be given at every other arena. The way I would do it is I wouldn't do any prizes. I wouldn't do any giveaways or anything like that. I would just let Russell Westbrook or Paul George come and say a few words about Dwayne Wade and about the influence he was on their career and what it means to have gotten the opportunity to play alongside him at Team USA or gotten the opportunity to play against him and what their relationship is like because players, they covet that. And one, when it it comes to the, the presence and stuff that these other teams give, you've got to pay taxes on that. And every single professional athlete I've ever met, and, and this is, this is you want to find common ground among all professional athletes, athletes, they hate taxes. All of them hate taxes. And you've got to pay taxes on those gifts. So avoid that. Just let Russ say a few words. And there's something very special about that. Getting acknowledged by your peers Really, as cheesy as this sounds, it's something you can't put a price on. So let Russ, let Paul George, let somebody talk about Dwayne Wade. Hell, let Sam talk about him. Of course, that'll last about 20, 30 minutes. Uh, Maybe we don't want that. But if you let these guys talk about Dwayne Wade, he will consider that a special evening. And um, these guys do it right. They've proven, Russ has at least proven he can handle the mic at the beginning of a game pretty darn well. So just do that for him. That that's that's there is my two cents on Dwayne Wade's farewell tour when it makes it stop here in Oklahoma City. And uh, also the thing that I love about games like that is you're going to see a lot of people in D Wade uniforms, a lot of people in Miami Heat uniforms, and I love that about Oklahoma City when they're playing the Lakers or when they're playing the Rockets or the Celtics, and you just know you're going to see those. Those other jerseys in the building, even if they're residents of Oklahoma City, I'm cool because it just signifies to me that Oklahoma City is an NBA town, and the only time I don't like it is when, well, you can probably guess who's in town. And then I want to see all Thunder Blue, not that team's shade of blue. I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to mention that team for the last segment of this show. I am just going to end it right here by saying. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you very much for listening. As always, everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.